Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Uh, today is Friday, <laughs> May 22nd, and I think we're going to have a uh, soundboard battle today. Anyway, we have Vince Wood on the show with us. Vince is an IT pro based in Houston, Texas, H-Town. He helps lead the Houston VMUG squad, hosts his own podcast called IT Reality, and just so happens to be a freshwater aquarium hobbyist. Lucky for us, we can see one of his aquariums behind him. Welcome to the show, Vince. Nice. Yo, how's it going, guys? Great, man. Good morning. For some reason, Tyler is wearing a Pac-Man suit. I think you're going to have to tell us what's going on there, buddy. (laughs) So this is a double whammy suit today. Uh, I'm wearing it because my organization at VMware is throwing a virtual gala today to um, raise money for Feeding America. Feel free to go out there and donate. That's awesome. I'll give another rap air horn for that. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. But it got better because I was planning on wearing this suit because what better work from home suit than a Pac-Man theme one for a technical gala. And guess what turns 40 today? Uh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. How Let me cool take is all that? the clues you just gave and I'm going to say Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't actually know that when I planned to wear the suit, which is a little bit embarrassing. Awesome. I'm sure a lot of people out there knew this and they were looking forward to it. But uh, of course, Pac-Man's in the news. And there's some fun stuff about that. So that was actually my first news headline, which is that today Pac-Man turns 40. And I was reading through uh, one article, really fun. It was talking about facts from Pac-Man, um, you know, like why Pac-Man existed. And, and it's actually quite sexist, which I thought was interesting. He originally designed the game. You? It, it, you know what? For <laughs> Pac-Man, it kind of did. I, okay. I, I caught, it caught me off guard, but it was totally not PC. He wanted to make a game that would be appealing to women. So he made it about eating. And it's like, oh, oh, wow. That's terrible. Wow, that's so wrong. And and it was actually not very successful, which based on that premise, perhaps is appropriate at the time until it got launched in America, which I'm not trying to pull a thread there. I think that's absolutely awful. But um, Midway actually forced the name change because they said in America, Puck Man, which is what it was originally designed to be, would have been entirely too easy to modify into something that would have been bad. So they changed the name to Pac-Man. So we wouldn't even have the Pac-Man we know if it weren't for, well, teenagers being teenagers, right? Uh, I thought that was pretty funny too. (laughs) It's good. Of course, in some of those themes, the the Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde, the ghosts in the game uh, were pretty colors for for the aforementioned um, purpose. And then he gave them doe eyes and stuff like that. But I I didn't realize this. Pac-Man is one of the first video games to have a power-up at all. Um, and, huh. and it totally makes sense, you know, just thinking back into my history of video games, uh, because Pac-Man was one of the first games I, I had thought of, or, or that I played as a, a child. But I, I guess just didn't realize that that was one of its innovative milestones. And then also um, animations in between levels. So it, it was one of the first video games to have basically a cutscene. Which, huh. which I thought was also hilarious. So, no, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of good stuff in this article, and I'm sure there are a few at the bottom I didn't even get to yet. But there's a lot of fun facts about Pac-Man out there. Weird. So, yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was oddly educational after that weird turn at the beginning. Vince, <laughs> are you, uh, do you play video games? Oh, yes. Uh, my latest time sync has been uh, Doom Eternal on the PC. 
Okay, there you go. I haven't, I haven't we played were, uh, it yet. But a few of us were talking on Twitter list. last night about the hours that we've sunk into certain games. Yeah, and uh, the infamous Chad Sackach, uh has apparently spent some ungodly amount of hours <laughs> playing Civ, uh, the whole, probably the whole franchise, but we were talking about yeah, Civ, oh, absolutely. Civ uh, 5, six, no, six, 6, Civ 6, which is free on Epic Games right now. Yeah, that's so if you're listening that's, I, right now. You can go download it for free. Go log in. I'm in games that and just hit buy, and it's yours. Exact same boat. So Civilization and Six in particular, because I I think I abandoned the platform for a while because uh, I played it entirely too much in the early days as well. But um, I sunk a lot, and I mean a lot of hours into that. It it's just one of those games you can play and play, cool. play and play and play. And I honestly love starting Civilizations, which takes like. 17 hours right so <laughs> as soon as you finish a game you're like success but the best part's the beginning and you start over and you're like no what happened to tuesday so, <laughs> let's just say it's not one of those you can just take a work from home break and play for a little bit right 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 <laughs> no All 15 right. minute there... battles that's right <laughs> all right what else is in the news um so there's one that i saw was a little bit spicy or i was maybe getting a little too spicy on it on uh, twitter already this morning um, but the top article on tech meme says Zuckerberg, Facebook could get to about half of staff working remotely permanently in five to 10 years. And Zuck says in the article, he says it's probably closer to 10 years and will be the quote, most forward leaning company on remote work. Like, eh, if you get to 50% 10 years from now, like I'll be surprised if you still yeah. exist as a company and you're not at 50% 10 years from now. You know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw a ton about that. That's interesting. I, I would agree that that's not an accurate sentiment on Zuck's part, but I wonder what he's comparing it to, right? Is it, is he have some tipping point in his mind of real companies based on the number of developers they have or something? Yeah. But, I mean, he says, he says the most, uh, most aggressive work from home for a company his size, right? But they yeah. have about 50,000 employees, right? Dell has three times that, and I'm probably just getting a little defensive and I need to chill out and get down <laughs> off my soapbox and whatnot. His hair's I just saw that it was like the end. lead you article, like most forward leaning. And anyway, like, <laughs> ah, grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'll chill out. I'll chill out. What do you think, Vince? Uh, what's Facebook? There it is. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Give that man a soundboard. <laughs> what, do you, what did he win? You, Vince gets to play his own sound. You got a soundboard. Do it. I have all kinds of stuff. Um, Pick one. And while you're doing that, I'm going to let you know that IBM. <laughs> what was that? Just a boat horn? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like the world's babyest foghorn ever. Oh, that's not what I was expecting at all. Oh, man. What else I have a whole baby. bunch of Speaking of tiny things, uh, another thing I saw in the news that I thought was pretty cool is actually a San Francisco-based startup, Starship Technologies, and this isn't going where you think it is, actually deployed a fleet of six-wheeled um, delivery robots to a, a town, Milton Keys, which is about 50, 50 miles north of London, two years ago uh, to, to test out their technology. And um, the pandemic hit and it ended up being probably a boon for that particular deployment. Um, I, it, it sounded like reading through it wasn't necessarily good for the company. So not all good news there, but they've got 80 of these little robots that are basically designed to deliver small amounts of goods. And they talk about that, you know, you can't really scale delivery of more robots as quickly as something like this sort of may have demanded, but uh, doing lots of delivering um, food and groceries, which, uh, 
I guess, are both sort of thematically in the same place. But it, it talked about how things like drone deliveries aren't really going to be able to give you hot penne pasta, um, and certainly not as quote unquote elegantly as a robot that can just kind of drive down the sidewalk. But um, why wouldn't it give you hot? I mean, it can move faster. Fly. I, I don't know. It was just it was it, maybe. I, it that's a maybe it's not just not cost effective. If you shake pasta, it doesn't really matter. What if you Sorry. don't want it shaken? I'm spicy this morning. Not a martini. <laughs> Why are we talking about pasta? Why was it? It's like it's too early for pasta. Uh, all right. <laughs> I saw this one go by the other day. I guess uh, what was it? One of the one of the executives at Disney is leaving to go be the CEO at TikTok. Yeah, they the announced that. Exec a couple at of Disney. Days. Yeah, I saw that's, that too. Uh, I, I didn't crazy. really have a lot of thoughts about it, other than it seems like streaming at disney is young and successful so somebody must have made him a sweet offer <laughs> yeah yeah um all right what else ibm is laying off thousands of workers across five states yeah oh, man i, I heard uh, that they're uh north they're carolina saying, pennsylvania california missouri and new york it sounded like the their cloud strategy is some cloud. of what they're sort of blaming the i guess the categoric layoffs on saying that yeah. they're doubling down on that some of the cloud-based teams are uh, sort of saying we didn't get touched journey to the cloud stuff like that so yeah ibm's doubling down on their cloud business i guess this one says okay. ibm and hpe to make thousands of job cuts hmm. i was gonna say just add them to the list of companies that have riffed yeah yeah they're also of the size that I don't know what the tipping point is, honestly. I, I never did the analysis, but large companies regularly have annual layoffs, right? So I, I don't know when IBM and HP usually do theirs, but it wouldn't surprise me if these aren't that out of the ordinary. Um, it's a, a regular sort of reorganizational thing to do when you've got tens of thousands of employees and you're trying to make sure that the direction stays set. Hey, I like this news because um, that last news was a bummer, but um, Netflix says it will ask customers who have been inactive for a year or more if they want to keep their subscriptions I thought that and was then canceling cool. accounts that take no action. That is yeah, awesome. That's, it, it shows a lot of confidence in their, um, their loyalty, like the loyalty of the fan base, right? Because how many companies are you aware of that actually go and prune inactive accounts as opposed to just reading? Especially ones that are paying. Uh, that's the point. Like, yeah, that's like, huge. These, they're paying over and over again. In they're fact, proactively telling you, "Hey, you've been you you've been paying us, and you have not used this in a year." Yeah, I wonder how large no, that uh, that list really is. Really cool for them. Well, you I'll, I'll can't take be that funds. big, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Shoot my way. Uh, I think that's really neat. I think it's good of them. Obviously, it was funny because the very next article I read was talking about how um, one in five Office three sixty five licenses are idle or unused. And so there are companies out there that actually specialize in effectively scanning your environment and showing you which ones are waste so that you can manually spin them down. And it, it was just a great juxtaposition to have Netflix volunteering to be awesome and prune inactive accounts and then Microsoft being Microsoft and 20% of its 365 licenses are just collecting Microsoft tax. <laughs> I was gonna say virtual dust, but sure. <laughs> Greenback to virtual dust. So I shared an article this morning about 5G towers being attacked because people think that they're spreading the virus, the COVID-19 virus. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome that uh, was it Ars Technica put out there 
uh, cell tower attacks by idiots who claim 5G spreads COVID-19 reportedly hit U.S. And it's it's not just uh, them making a, an opinion claim. It, there's actually, on, on the article, there's actually an image that uh, the World Health Organization put out that talks about how it's not spread through radio waves. Stop it. Stop. Right? Just stop. <laughs> I, I can get behind that. And I love Ars Technica, too. I love the way they report, especially on tech and science news in general. But that's just great. Like, I'm okay with being incendiary when, when you're in the news for rampant stupidity. I also like the fact there was one point in there that they talked about uh, people using drones to actually disable cell towers by hitting the breaker boxes. What? How? <laughs> They're like slamming is... drones into the breaker boxes? I didn't say all the details, but it said drones, and they were Jeez. targeting the electrical breaker boxes of the towers. Wow. I can't. That's, that is quite the personal <laughs> equipment sacrifice for pure absurdity that is just wild dude there's more pac-man news there is more so, pac-man news amazon's multiplayer pac-man game this is top on um on uh, google tech news right now amazon's multiplayer pac-man game is made for twitch streaming pac-man live studio okay what i wonder How if timing you- will line up uh jonas rosalind is going to join us in early june and uh, i know he's a retro gaming aficionado maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be on launch day or something that's cool it's not um it's not like a pvp like active um it's a uh, you take turns just kind of like the arcade that's good um yeah. a pvp pac-man just sounds wrong would be weird <laughs> i don't think you could call that pac-man it's not cool yeah man. yeah <laughs> All right. What else? What else are we looking at? So I don't, I don't recall uh, from listening to a few episodes if y'all are Apple fanboys or not. But what do y'all think about the supposed Apple glasses, a la Google Glass, that are being developed? Burn it down. Like just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've we've touched on it just a little bit. So in terms of allegiances and whatnot, Tyler is not absolutely not. Um, I use an iPhone, um, but I'm not like a, I'm not a Mac bigot. Or I have AirPods. Yeah. And I also have AirPods. They're pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you have AirPods? You don't have AirPods. I do. I, have I do. I have AirPods. Wait, you have AirPods? I Why do. would you? You don't have an uh, iPhone. Because they, I, they, they are actually a form factor and mostly function well uh, that, hmm. that I found acceptable. Okay. Okay. They're Bluetooth on the same. Exactly. Yeah. It's they they work with Android devices. It, there you go. You want Apple? You want me to buy Apple stuff? Just make it play nice with exactly. things that aren't just Apple. That's really that's go. my only requirement for technology. If I <laughs> buy it, it for one, I should be able to use it with another. And if I can't, f it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've talked about it a little bit, and I think you know we had a whole show on um on AR, VR, XR, all that kind of stuff, and and I think I we've got that. to get. Yeah, we've got to get a few generations out. So the sooner we can start this, the better. Yeah. Uh, as Tyler I agree. mentioned, I think on Broad the last adoption, show, right? yeah, it's got to get the tech's got to get smaller. And I think Tyler also said, you know, if anybody can can make this happen in terms of making it quote unquote popular, it's going to be Apple. They can produce. Yep. But I've seen some mock-ups, some initial designs out of the gate that just look horrendous in terms of like <laughs> the 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 fashion style yeah. of it, like. Oh I feel like gosh. people said that about that the first Apple Watch though too, right? And then there is something about Apple and and look, I genuinely want them to succeed here because I want that technology to blossom. And Apple's got a pretty good track record of bringing things that were dabbled in and then sort of failed back to light, putting the Apple spin on it and giving it a little bit of a polish, making it sexy and then getting people to 
adopt it and force the industry to follow that trend. I want that to happen with these too, right? Um, so if if they just have the, the 5,000 pound gorilla version of a, a wearable that gets people spending money on it and creates more of a market share that, that drives R&D and innovation across the field, then go. What? Okay, sorry, there's more video game news. Today, <laughs> Microsoft's classic solitaire game is 30. Today, the same day. Huh. And it says 35 million people are still playing it every month. Wow, that's awesome. If it's not their version, it's someone else's version of, of that's true, yeah. solitaire. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I wonder what the total market of people still playing solitaire is. Even just, you know, old school, original. 35 cards, million right? people per month in 200 markets and 65 languages that's awesome originally came out on windows 3.0 which launched in 1990 yeah let's spend a couple hundred dollars on a computer and play solitaire that's a great <laughs> use of funds oh well, i think yeah, it's but... uh, yeah anyway it's a it's a side app for people that were well whatever i don't have to defend solitaire do it <laughs> defend no, it get, get it bristly come on man how am i it's get passionate okay. uh, yeah okay. <clears throat> <laughs> He's like, moving on. New tech news. <laughs> no, solitaire is the reason some companies feel like they need to call you every 10 seconds to make sure you're still working when you're at home. It's a stupid idea, by the way. I don't approve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, so that in that Facebook work from home news, you can go and read a bunch of comments on that. And they get, they get just trounced for the level of employee monitoring that, that they will likely have. Like, oh, really? Just people assuming, you know. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not, I, and I don't, we, I'm not we saying kind of had this happen. conversation just, before too. Sure. Whole, like, yeah. No, it's speculation. Absolutely. I think it, it's, we, we talked about this uh, in an earlier show, right? But there's a fine line between people knowing someone is watching quote unquote, what watching constitutes is kind of all over the board because people do actually behave better when they think they're being sort of watched. Right. But constantly watching what people are doing, literally watching, like having a camera on them, stuff like that is such an overstep and overreach of, of sort of corporate guardianship, in my opinion. It just doesn't make sense. Like you, you gotta, you have to foster an environment where people are doing the right thing, which includes working and getting their stuff done. And I think if there's this huge shift to work from home, some of the expectation that productivity constantly goes up is going to have to level out and it's just going to be get your stuff done and do it in the amount of hours we have agreed to pay you to do it in and everybody's happy obviously that's not how constantly growing gdp and companies that that feed it kind of function right now but i do think there's going to be some level setting in that space yeah. right there's so a lot of talk about it too you know, like because they talked about Facebook obviously isn't the only company that's doing this, but I think they got a lot of attention because they straight up said, you can work from wherever you want, but if you're leaving the Bay Area, we need to know on January 1st, I'm sure yeah. some of that is actually legal taxation reasons, right? They've got sure. payroll, they've got to take care of things from a um, you know, where you live perspective, but they also said, we're going to adjust your pay to an appropriate cost of living. So everybody immediately oh, said, said Facebook's well? trying to save. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, so man. it's okay. like, they're trying to save a ton of money. It's like, well, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I completely agree with that. I don't know if that's Facebook saying we want to drive your cost down. They're just saying, if you live somewhere with a lower cost of living, you're now competing with that local market. Because yeah. clearly yeah. anyone that lives in that local market can do what you do if they can do what you do well. well right. 
Vince, let's get some of your hot takes on this. And I've got a few different questions and you can pick from one or all of these, but what do you think in terms of the future of the Bay area in terms of this type of stuff happening or uh, why did we need a pandemic to create a cultural shift like this? Or were we eventually getting there, but this just like sped it up? I, I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think is going to be the ne next one to announce this? I mean, give me, give me your thoughts on any of that type of stuff. Oh, I'm not going to take a guess at who's going to be the next one. I, I don't, I don't want to put that on people, uh, especially the whole riffing stuff. But uh, I will say that I agree with your, your question of why did it take a pandemic to get to this point? There's been many times where I've asked, Hey, why can't I just go work from home three days a week? Because a good portion of my job as a, a systems engineer is, is working with computers. I'm not talking to people. I'm not interfacing with customers. I'm sitting in front of a screen, clicking buttons. Um, so with regards to its effect on the Bay Area and the, in, the insane prices of everything out there. I mean, last yeah. time I was out there for VMworld, I think I paid like $11 for a chicken sandwich. Um, so, I mean, it's just everything out there is insanely overpriced. And yeah. I, I honestly hope that, that the situation at hand forces prices to come down, forces uh, level setting and, and re, re, uh, aligning with reality. Now, do I hope that means that people who paid, let's say, $400,000 for a house end up having to sell it for half that because they can't sell it for the crazy price they, they paid for it? No, I don't like, wish that on them. But... I think it's definitely going to have to be a, a, a realign with reality at some point. And I think I saw, was it uh, John Mark Troyer was commenting on Twitter yesterday about it. And I honestly hope some of the people that uh, live in the Bay area that I, I would almost say are, are some tech company fanboys that all they do is just go there for that, that they relocate and spread that out a little bit because there's probably people who want to listen to that in other areas and they're not all concentrated in the Bay area. Yeah, I read his thread too, and he had legit concerns about being on the, the edge of the Bay Area, right? So some of the suburbs a little bit further out, and he's legitimately concerned that some of these folks who are, are making the money that Apple and Google and Facebook are paying folks in the Bay Area are just going to leave the extremely expensive sort of metro zone and then just go a little bit further out and his mortgage is going to be impacted positively or negatively, right? It's It's there's upsides and downsides to, to where you are in your ownership of real estate when something like this happens. You're seeing that in New York too. A lot of people are saying, well, wait, if I, if I can do this job remotely, why do I have to live in downtown Manhattan? Yeah, the highest cost prices? of living. Yeah, so I, I think it'll change stuff. I, I got one, um, this is interesting because I felt like it moved faster than I thought it was going to, but uh, Facebook announced, I think today, if not yesterday, that the Oculus for Business program is live um, and it's actually going to be its own setup. So not the Rift, not the Go. And uh, it looks like it's gonna retail for about a thousand bucks and it's designed to run applications that won't run on the Rift or Go and is business centric. So it's all about um, collaboration and productivity. So they had announced that they were opening the market up to productivity applications, which was new. This yeah. is obviously kind of a very yeah, rapid doubling down on that. Yeah. 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 And we've been going back and forth on that. Um, Daniel and I on just kind of talking about the future of vSpatial because that's what they're focused on as well. We've got to have, there's got to be some big things like this that happen that, that make this real. Even Amanda Blevins was talking about that, how she was mm -hmm. messing with the VR system for work, right? You're going to start to hear and see a little bit of this um, and it'll, it'll pick up eventually, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot like really fast, right? Yeah. I, I mean, need, that's... I feel like we need some big compelling events that make it 
worth going to put a headset on to get to that rather than just kind of sit in front of a screen and a keyboard and all that. Yeah. So. so I had an opportunity to have some discussions internally at VMware and the, actually the article that um, Facebook's an announcement was in, um, I forget which news source it is, rotoboard.com. Anyways, um, actually talked about managed device platforms. So it called out Workspace ONE, right? Um, but uh, there, there's a lot of really neat stuff for collaboration across platforms and managed devices in the VR, AR, XR space too. So I'm, I think, I think there'll be some compelling events coming here in a little bit. Let me throw one last bit of news, and then Vince, if you want to plug anything, and we got to shut it down. Alibaba Group earnings announcement today. Very nice. That's oh, your financial totally news failed to do our financial Fridays. We got to do that. We might, we, we just get, might need Nicholson to come back. We need Nicholson to come back on anyways. just for five minutes. All right, Vince, <laughs> probably do it. Which, what you want to plug before Tyler shuts it down? <laughs> well, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, uh, man, I'd love to do this more often. Um, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm running a podcast called IT Reality, a conversational podcast beyond the marketing and sales pitch. So it's open to lots and lots of topics. Um, Give it a listen. It's good of, stuff. Just a matter of, of who wants to come on and share their experience. Let's get back to the community and help, help a brother out, learn something maybe a little less hard. Other than that, uh, if you're ever out in the Houston area and want to grab a burger or barbecue or, or go find Nicholson, I, I know where we can go track him down. Um, I know where you live. <laughs> I don't know exactly, <laughs> but I know generally where he is, so I can go find him. Um, I mean, I know where just he follow shops. follow the fiber. It all apparently <laughs> ends in his neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um, funny. But anyway, yeah, uh, at MV Wood on Twitter, or if you want to contact me for the podcast stuff, it's at IT Reality. Uh, US. That's awesome. Vince, thank you for joining us. This has been a pleasure. Always good to have your opinions. And yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back on one day. And that, everyone, brings another week of Tech Breakfast podcasting to a close. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as always, if you've got news we missed, general feedback, or the urge to join us for a recording, hit us up on Twitter, LinkedIn, find us, give it a listen, give it a subscribe. And thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.